money. Let's talk money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Obviously, this is all about money. Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. (laughs) With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money. With Dave and Reb. From more than enough, real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? You can't even get it out this morning. I almost strangled myself with the uh, headphones again. If you've been uh, joining us in the show, you know that sometimes we start the show in the middle of uh, a conversation, conversation. or in this case, uh, my headphones, which I typically whip off just before the show starts. Um, I had the uh, cord wrapped around my neck, so I almost strangled myself. So, so welcome to the show. We're so glad glad you're here. We're in our start of our seventh season. Yes. I'm trying to think if I've got the numbers right. I'm pretty sure it's seven. Way to go, Reb. High five. All right. There you go. That's good. We did it. So this is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money. And if you are joining us for the first time, there are seven years of shows that you can go back to and you can find them on morethanenough.ca. It might be the end of seven years and the beginning of eight. I got to check that out. Check that out. Yeah. Okay. And we don't usually number the shows. Well, we are now, but I don't know what number this is. Episode something something enough with the banter okay today's show is sponsored by more than enough which is the company that reb and i run it's a financial coaching company and we are committed and dedicated to the financial health of the canadian family so our focus is very much on cash flow we look at uh, you know how the money is coming in how the money is going out and just to work with you our team of coaches works with you to allow you to become maybe there's a specific goal that you want to reach and so you say, I, I'm having trouble getting there. I just need some outside and that's uh, outside help or outside um, encouragement. We'll, we'll say it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what our team is all about. So and speaking to that, we are looking for a few more coaches to train. So if you're interested in, in having a discussion about what financial coaching is and how to become a financial coach, please uh Reach out to us. Yeah, morethanenough.ca or uh, info info at morethanenough.ca is the email address. Or you can use the old phone, 613-520-4157, and uh, you can reach us there. We'd love to build our stable of coaches. There's such a great need. And and Mm -hmm. if you're listening to the show, you may be a person who said, yeah, I've you know, I've, uh, I need that help or I've, I've, this show has helped me in ways and I want to give back. Um, and we'll talk about what that could look like for you. Yes. So So anyway, on with the show. So I'm not going to even tell you the theme. I don't think, but I'm going to read some scripture verses. No, they're not directly related to money, but they're related to the heart issues around money. So Psalm 37 verses five to seven, commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his way, because of the man who bring wicked who brings wicked schemes to pass. Cease from anger, forsake wrath, do not fret, it only causes harm. 
Now for the topic that we're encountering today, waiting on the Lord, being patient and asking him for direction before you make a decision um, is so crucial mm-hmm. for the topic we're going to encounter today. And Dave's going to give us a couple scenarios in a minute, and you're going to identify with one of them um, or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but the other part was... We actually hope that you don't identify with, with any, any of them. them. But, that, that would be amazing, but yeah. Yeah, okay. But... Um, you know, don't fret because of those who are bringing evil schemes to pass. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that now. Mm-hmm. So what are the what are the scenarios that you have encountered that you want us to relate to? So I want to I want to start with a statistic. Okay. And the statistic is that 50 percent of Canadians have experienced fraud in some way, shape or form. And that's a a very recent study, as in September 2023. So that was put out by TransUnion, and TransUnion is the cre- one of the credit monitoring companies in Canada. So really, they, this is what they're monitoring in, mm. in terms of TransUnion. So, so good source, um, but I was shocked when I actually read it and went, wow. Well, okay, so the, 49% they actually, of Canadians. Yes, have reported being... right. So that is not even me who has been frauded in my emails. I have not reported those. Right. So why it's such a relevant topic today and and for our, and I say today, what I mean is is right now in this season of time is just because it it is rampant, you know, in the sense of fraud uh, and and we use fraud in a, a, a little bit of a, a global or a generic term because there are a number of different ways that fraud manifests in our life. And, um, you know, in, in my personal life, I rub up against fraud in the mortgage practice quite literally daily. Um, so a lot of the the things that I need to do to place a mortgage with a bank. Um, there is the approval side, which typically is kind of the numbers. Do you, can you pay this this loan back? And then there is the fraud prevention side, which to be honest, the pendulum has swung. I spend more time working in the fraud prevention side than I actually do in the approval side. Um, and so that's been a, a pretty significant shift in the uh, the financial industry over the last, I would say, 15 years, but probably longer, just the 15 mm. years that I've rubbed up against it. So you haven't given us the scenarios yet, and I was no. kind of hoping you'd start there. I so, so, so I no, 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 I know, but I then I'm going to just explain the verses and why I chose them then. Mm-hmm. Because, because when it comes to fraud, when you receive something or the knock on the door or the phone message or um, specifically when you're of the older generation Mm. and you're alone at home and you don't have your family around, that word about resting in the Lord and waiting patiently, not fretting, um, not maybe understanding what's happening, why someone's requesting what they're requesting, and you actually having to stop and wait mm-hmm. and not do anything until you can get some counsel mm-hmm. instead of saying yes, offering someone your credit card, you know, opening something on your computer you don't understand. It's actually that stopping and waiting. And and when you all, when you have the Lord, then you have all you need. But Sometimes we rush in and like I, 
I've been a person who's done that my whole life. I rush mm -hmm. into things. Um, so just as I'm learning, I think that's a really good piece of wisdom from the, the word of the Lord. For Absolutely. Us. I'm, I mean, you know, these verses are so appropriate. Way to go, Reb. <laughs> so appropriate for us because fraud is based. I mean, the whole essence of, of a fraud and why we might fall victim to the to fraud. Um, some, I'm going to say again, there are different classifications of fraud, but some of the fraud is, is they offer you something that you didn't know you needed you say, oh, that looks really good. And the the tactic is to get you to make and commit to that immediately, right here, right now. Because if you don't, then whatever they're offering goes away. And when that happens, typically they're going to ask for a deposit or they're going to ask for some money up front. And then uh, one form of fraud is, is they leave and you never see the product. Or, or they're telling you you owe money and then you release information about your personal finances and then you get into more trouble. But I love that ver the part of that verse that says, do not fret, it only mm -hmm. leads to harm. Mm -hmm. So when we bring anxiety into it, it ramps up the whole experience. And again, and the fraudsters will ramp up the pressure. Right. They're gonna, yes. they're gonna, you know, they're gonna create, um, you know, and I, I'll use one of the obvious frauds and we were gonna talk about the door to door. Fraud. Yeah, well, yes, so, but you're gonna give us a couple scenarios yeah. that you've encountered with people in in your financial world so in this uh there are different schemes and and uh and over the years they've taken all kinds of different forms but but in essence it's defined as a door-to-door -door fraud which means somebody comes to your door and they knock on the door and in a sense they're cold calling. They're not invited. Uh, and so they're going to say, hey, I've got this product and, and I want to sell it. And it can be anything from, you know, books to uh, I heard one in Ottawa here where we were from a few years ago where someone was going around selling bags of potatoes for 25 bucks a bag while well, you could go to the store and get it for $5 a bag. Is that fraud? Well, kind of. And, and we, we talk about the nuances there. Um, but somebody who comes to the door to door and says, I've got something that you need and uses some high pressure tactics to get in your house, to get you to sit down, to get you to listen. And then finally to get you to, to, to sign a piece of paper that says you're going to commit. And the one of the most, I would say, um, common ones we see, and I'm going to say a lot, uh, you may have experienced that, is, is related to um, you need a new furnace, you need a new AC system, you need a, a new water softener uh, or water filtration system. Um, and so these are, um, these are pretty typical door to door where it comes uh, and somebody comes to your door and says, so tell do me, do you know someone that happened to? Yeah. Um, in fact, I, I see this quite a bit. Um, uh, so one of my clients, you know, signed the papers and, and, uh, and they delivered, I actually delivered the equipment to their house, but there was no installer. Oh, no. So, you know, he's like, I got all this equipment. And of course, the company said, well, we, we delivered the equipment. It's not our, you know, we just haven't got to the, the installing. And so a year and a half later, he's now paying monthly for something that quite literally hasn't been installed in his house. And they wouldn't take the product back. And then by the time the year and a half was over, the company had gone bankrupt. 
And oh, so boy. now he had some equipment that he couldn't get rid of. He couldn't really sell. He's paying for it. And they're still collecting the, the, the monthly charge um, because he gave it direct from his bank account. And we had to go through the process of closing it down and, and whatnot. So um, not only that, but they finally got it so that it wasn't coming out monthly. But so they had put a charge on his house, a lien against the house ah. for the full amount of the equipment. So this is when it came into, into light where we couldn't renegotiate his mortgage at renewal until that loan was paid in full. And of course, the, there was nobody answering the phone, so we oh, couldn't make a no. payment. They, of course, said that he had the equipment, so they were not going to move. And so we ended up going to court and basically getting it done that way. And it cost them some some legal fees oh. to do it. So, and so, so is that f like fraud when a company, though, is legitimately selling you something? and Or do they make a promise that we'll install it and here's the... like. Like, how does that so, work? So let's define fraud then, right? Yeah. Fraud is a misrepresentation of something that is true. So, I mean, fraud can be defined as, um, you know, I, I tell you, Reb, hey, uh, you know, I'm going to, I got 20 bucks in my pocket and I only have 10 bucks, right? And so in a sense, you know, fraud is connected to lying, if you will. But it's way more complicated around that to say that it's a misrepresentation of what is actually going to happen, yeah. right? So I'm paying for something or my expectation is, is that I'm going to receive something and I don't. Um, and this, again, happens in all kinds of ways. We look at something online and we say, oh, I'm going to order that. That looks amazing. We get it. And it is a really poor, you know, it's the same as the picture but it's made of plastic instead of it made of uh, made of steel that so, we thought. So this is just prevalent, prevalent, like just running through our society, like right. a, like threads. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was just, I had pulled an article off the internet and it like, it's like we're just being cons, like con artists. And yet, you know, you and I don't mind a con artist show on Netflix every <laughs> once in a while, you know. It's a good when somebody else is getting con. Yeah, not, not us. And it's like, that is very painful. That is very painful. Okay, so give us another scenario because we want to move into some sure. tips. So that's to the door-to-door -door yeah. fraud. Uh, maybe a little bit easier. And, and we actually are just, we want to talk about what do we do to not. Yes. And the verses that we, we spoke to today are really important. Do not go slow, slow it right down. If, if your spidey senses are going off and sometimes that's just a feeling, then, then stop and say, no, I'm not going to do that. Go find some counsel. Find, you know, again, if, if, if you're, uh, if you're a young person and you're not sure, then yeah, start doing some research, get on technology, search and go, hey, is this fraud? Um, you know, a lot of the fraud that's out there is that there's information about some other person has actually experienced that fraud. Well, and that so. that is the big, you know, since we're going to just talk about mm -hmm. tips, you can go to the, they used to call it phone busters. You could dial a number in the show notes today. I'm going to make sure I put the phone number in, but it's the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center and they have stats on there. We, I could list you statistics. They have a list of what's the latest scam mm -hmm. um, it's on there they have a list of all the different ways alphabetically we are scammed today and we're going to talk a bit more about that but just
goes back to that, um, the door to door thing. Don't sign an agreement or a contract to buy anything without giving yourself time to think it over because the salesperson will say, this is a limited time. And you say, you say no. And, and even if you're not, because I remember my mom just hanging up on people when they'd Mm -hmm. phone because she couldn't handle it. And you just close the door and lock the door. If they're, if they're being pushy with you and that is hard to do. And I will, I want to interject there because sometimes the, the salesman at the door is not actually the fraudster. They're actually getting paid by commission to make a sale. Okay, right. They they often don't even recognize that what goes on after they do that meeting, that they, they are trained to go in and make a sale. And sometimes they are fraudsters. There's no if, ands, or buts about that. That's, but sometimes, uh, and that's why you can, you know, in a sense, you pick it up and you're like, this person seemed honest. Well, yes, they're, they're honest because they are actually honestly just trying to make a, a living, right. right? Well, and the other thing is that you can ask for proof. Like, mm-hmm. okay, prove that you're with the company you are. What's your number? Give me a phone number that I can call your company and check you mm-hmm. out because mm-hmm. I'm not ready. I mean, it really goes back to the waiting and slowing the whole process slowing down the process and down. resisting the push, which is really hard to do. We all know what that's like. I don't know if, I don't know if any of you sat through uh, I refuse to sit through them now. I don't know if I've ever. <laughs> sure. Oh yeah, I won't do it. Like Dave's like, well, we could get a hundred bucks. I'm like, a mm, hundred dollar Visa card. We could go for. Mm. And I have friends who will do it, but I am not that person. I'm like, no, I. It's just too much pressure. It's like mm-hmm. too much pressure. Anyway, okay, give us another scenario because that's the door to door. There's a couple more. So uh, identity theft uh, again uh, is, is that's a big, it's a big terrible one significant and uh, if again if you know somebody or you have experienced identity theft then you know how devastating that can be to so many different areas of life everything from your ability um, you know your credit may be damaged because they've uh, you know they've done some damage or borrowed some money and not repaid uh, all the way through to um, you know identity theft is usually connected to other fraud so um you know they steal your identity they remortgage your house they take all that money and they leave and so there's now two things going on Um, and sometimes you don't know right away either like you're not aware that you've been cloned so to speak yeah or that your information's been cloned so one of the things that you know, you've always told this to me, don't carry your birth certificate or your SIN number or your passport around with you every day. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, keep that away. Don't tell other people your PIN numbers. Um, One of the things that we as women can now get are the wallets and the purses that are protected from those. The RFA. Yeah. I don't even know what the the machines are called, you know, that people can just... um, flat like you know the flat i can't even speak you know when you flash scan scan, yeah they'll just scan your information by walking by your purse so you can get that kind of thing to make it safer for yourself as well um but again i'm gonna reiterate if you sense that something's wrong or you've been frauded in this way please call the canadian anti-fraud center because they are going to direct you to the help you need yeah and and uh you know one of the things and, and this plays into what we do at more than enough is 
actually checking your bank accounts, actually, you know, kind of yeah. looking at your profile on maybe different social medias and whatnot, which again is another type of fraud. It's maybe less invasive, but somebody hacks your account. We've all experienced that. I got my account hacked and they represent you in front of, you know, the world, so to speak. And so, you know, even just diligently looking at your bank account just for anomalies, um, small withdrawals, um, even small $1 and $2 withdrawal that comes out that you don't recognize, that can be somebody testing to see if they can actually withdraw money. And so, yeah. there, you know, there are these things where... And why are we, as the older generation, so I'm, I'm going to be 55 next year, just saying. Hmm. So I'm already getting, you know, when I go to shoppers, I get a senior's discount next yeah, year. Nice. Or what, yeah, it's really good. Um, but... I, I guess it's some people shouldn't know my na- age, I guess. I don't know. But um, I guess I'm telling personal information so publicly. That's really bad. Don't tell anyone your age. Anyway, but why the older generation? Why do we see the seniors? Because even in the articles I've been reading, mm-hmm. it comes to to those of us who are heading into those senior years. Why? So some of it is, is these, 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 um, this, fraud is it gets more and more complicated it gets more and more um uh i can't even think of the world i'm uh sophisticated that's sophisticated, the world i'm, I'm yeah. looking for Th- these scams get more and more sophisticated and so we just simply aren't keeping up with well why is it important that the rest of the world doesn't know your age that seems pretty benign well i feel like someone could go look it up they just have to google my name and they'll find it when my birthday is but the other thing is when i was doing some research around this they it's called deep fake videos now Mm that my kids probably know all about that um but it's literally um i saw literally an ad elon musk was there to say well i'm releasing some project of mine publicly and you can invest mm-hmm. well it's it's a scam because they've just duplicated his voice his image and um those folks who were talking on the on the video i was watching uh, hopefully that was true they're like the the deep fake videos are going to get better and better and you won't be able sure. to tell. And now you're like, so now, now you're like, well, who do you believe and what do you believe out there? Because the internet is just this vast pool of information and now you don't know where to trust. So when someone's asking you for money, don't give them your credit card if they're coming to you. Right. So that that is probably one of the biggest safeguards that we can have when when we talk about any of the kinds of fraud. So I just want to list out the kind of the four most common types of fraud, just so that you have those under the classification. So there's identity theft. We talked about that, where somehow they they gain access to your personal information and then they clone you, as you said, right. and and they they take your identity and then it's for profit. They're doing this so that they. Well, it's cre- all of this is because of greed. Right. Can we just say that? Like, of no, course. I just want to say that it's all because people want money. And we know what scripture says about greed and envy mm-hmm. uh, and, and wanting more and more stuff. And, and I mean, we could go on about the heart issue around fraud mm-hmm. for a long time, but that's not the purpose of the show. So sure. anyway, 
identity theft. We then have the credit card fraud. And okay. if you've looked at, if you had a credit card from 20 years ago and a credit card from today, there were sig significantly more fraud prevention stuff going on on that card than there was yes. many years ago. Why is that? Because again, people can get access um, and, and they will get access to your credit card or to your online banking profile and they'll start taking money out so um, that's where we say don't give your information especially if someone's calling you and saying you owe us money you know if you, unless you know the person mm -hmm. unless you know like the charity that you want to give to you want to send money to one-way so, ministries so this does speak that, to this does speak to um you know often fraud comes to us right un uninvited and we then have to you know kind of buy into it or click the button or open the email or whatever it is and so in a lot of ways one of the biggest ways to safeguard against fraud is simply to to be the initiator if right. you need a furnace then go research reputable furnace companies what? and reach out to that company yourself. And the funny on the list on the fraud center, like duct cleaning was at the top. You know, sure. we get that call all the time that we get those We've calls. All gotten that right. Call. But we actually need duct cleaning at our house. So, um, because so what did we do? We well, I called and it's yes. And, and we I went, called okay, locally. We found a local but, company that we knew we could trust yes. who is going to come in and do it's a legitimate service. Yes. Right. And, and I know where to call and I know the lady's name and you know all of that stuff so so yeah when I'm initiating that that's just a great example of what happened this week so we've got the credit card debt fraud um the uh door-to-door -door. we've talked to door-to-door -door, but then the last one is online scams right that comes through emails so that that comes in so many different ways right you can you know be scrolling through your social media and click on an ad and again the product comes up and it may not be represented in the way or you may not get it um, or they may be just fishing for your credit card information and yeah. it's not a legitimate uh, so so if you're a senior and you're listening and you're like yes this I, I'm overwhelmed by all of this mm -hmm. you know wait to talk to your kids wait to talk to your neighbor just rest and wait um, and I, and I would even say, you know, if you need something, right, um, you know, mm -hmm. go to the store. Again, it's you initiating. Go to a reputable place. I know that, uh, you know, right now, Amazon, there's a fraud scam around Amazon. And, and so you're like, yeah. oh, okay. So we all love to buy things from Amazon. But to, to be honest, the best safeguard that you can have is that you can go to the store and tactile. You can, again, if you want to. Um, you know, in terms of credit card, having so many credit cards, having 10 credit cards and some of them you don't use, some of them you do use, then get rid of you only need two credit cards. Really, you only need one credit card um, to keep your credit score maintained. Um, so reduce the amount of ways that, that people can access um, you and can access by simply being in control. And if, Reb, you talk to the, and we'll end with this, you talk to the, the seniors and, the, and the, the older demographic, but if you're a younger demographic and you see something in your parents or you see something mm -hmm. in a friend and you're like, this smacks as fraud, or maybe you even know about it, then absolutely share because there is shame that is surrounded by that yeah. and that perpetuates these scams as well. And so as a young person or a younger person or a younger person taking care of their parents, being aware that, again, that stat that we started with, 
one in two people in Canada have experienced fraud in some have way. Have reported it. Yeah. Have reported it. Yeah. So, it's, it's a crazy stat. So please go to the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. Call the local police. You can dial 1-888-495-8501. 1-888-495-8501 if you are are even sensing that there's some trouble. So that's what we want to leave you with some, some tips and tools and awareness about fraud. It's, it's just running through our world. Mm. All right. And, uh, I, I was just going to say, you're not going to pray. Oh, I don't. I, okay. <laughs> Father, thank you for the discernment. Thank you for the organizations and people who help us stand against fraud. Lord, mm. make us aware and help us rest and wait on you and wait and not fret because it leads to harm. So we just thank you that you are going to help us with all these things that we don't even understand come at us every day. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. And join us next week when we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.